Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in part three of The Great Antichrist Delusion, we will continue to address the many deceptions of the enemy and how they are all part of the worldwide trickery that is even now captivating the world and much of the church in preparation for the man of lawlessness and his global control. The Greek word used for lawlessness is anomia and means contempt of law, iniquity, and wickedness. But the truest meaning of anomia is much more than refusing to obey the law of the land or man-made decrees. Anomia is a blatant and deliberate rejection of the law of God and everything that is true in Him. And that is why the Antichrist is called the man of lawlessness, for he is in complete opposition to the great I Am and His authority which is over all. But the name Antichrist also means instead of, and that is where the great delusion finds its power. That force is already at work in conquering with a satanic influence and beguiling and flattering persuasions. In 2 Corinthians 4, 4-4, the Apostle Paul wrote that, The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And in 1 John 5.19, the Apostle John wrote, We know that we are of God, and that the whole world is under the power of the evil one. God so loved the world that He sent His Son Jesus, not to Christianize this fallen abyss, but to deliver man out of its deadly grip, and to transfer him out of Satan's realm of sin and darkness, and into God's glorious kingdom of love and light. There will be new heavens and a new earth where righteousness will reign forever, when the millennial reign of King Jesus pauses and His eternal reign commences. But this current world and the pedestal of earth upon which it rules is going to be destroyed. It always amazes me how the kingdom now proponents, who have put their trust in a false teaching of worldly vanities, can come to such an erroneous conclusion when they declare that Christianity will take over every sector of life on this earth until it is completely ready for the Lord's return. In their ignorance, they ignore and or reject the Word of God that clearly states just the opposite. For in Second Peter 3, 10-13, it is written, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, on account of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat? But according to His promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Not only do the kingdom now preachers deny or simply ignore this scriptural truth, but in their opposition to it, they are actually preaching the Antichrist gospel, 
that heralds a global utopia of unity and peace between all men on this sin-corrupted earth, which, of course, can never be, for there can be no peace apart from Lord Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And that final and perfect peace will only be realized in the eternal and celestial kingdom of God. And as the war over the souls of men continues to be waged, the Antichrist delusion continues to lure men into its deadly persuasions by offering them a shoddy replica of what the true word of God promises for the one who becomes born again from above. The trappings this Luciferian counterfeit offers are only fleeting and prideful vanities that are quickly passing away with the world and which hold no eternal life salvation security whatsoever. We have entered the time of the last days and even the last minutes of the last days when the wheat is being separated from the tares and a true salvation, and its holy mandate of genuine repentance and full devotion to Lord Jesus the Christ, is the litmus test that will determine legitimacy. For the one who still loves the world and wants to remain part of it, they will not inherit God's eternal kingdom. For you cannot hold dual citizenship. You will either be a citizen of this fallen world with Lucifer as your God, or you will be a new creation under the lordship of King Jesus, the great I Am. And to expound on this choose-you-this-day premise in a Thinking on Scripture Ministry commentary entitled Satan's World System, they reveal the inner workings of Lucifer's pseudo-kingdom and how this fallen world is subject to it. And more importantly, why a true believer can no longer be part of his Antichrist illusion. And I will mention here that the names of Lucifer and Satan are used interchangeably. For Lucifer is the fallen angel who has set his sights to usurp, the one true and only God. And Satan is the name that describes him as God's adversary, which is what the name Satan means. He is the one who comes to rob, kill, and destroy and to keep man from coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ the Savior and the eternal life that only he can give. They write, in 1 John two fifteen to 17 we are given the Holy Spirit's exhortation. Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, is not of the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away, and also its lust. But the one who does the will of God abides forever. In the phrase, do not love the world, the Greek word used for world is cosmos. In its fullest meaning, it refers to that which is hostile to God lost in sin, wholly at odds with anything divine, ruined and depraved. The world or world system originated with Lucifer and consists of those philosophies and values that perpetually influence humanity to think and behave contrary to God and His Word. This world system is mankind and society functioning without God or acting in the place of God. It is first and foremost a way of thinking about life that is contrary to the biblical way or divine viewpoint. 
This root of man's arrogance originated in the Garden of Eden, when the serpent persuaded Adam and Eve that if they rejected God's inerrant word of truth, they could be like him, wielding their own authority to decide what was good or evil, right or wrong. The cosmos, which envelops fallen man, is a vast order or system that the God of this world has promoted and which conforms to his ideals, aims, and methods. It is a civilization now functioning apart from the God of all creation, a civilization in which none of its promoters assign to God, if they even choose to believe in him, any consideration in respect to their projects nor do they ascribe any connection to him. They are in control and don't need God because they are their own gods. This system, or Antichrist delusion as we may call it, embraces its godless governments, conflicts, armaments, jealousies, education, culture, religions of morality, and pride. It is that sphere in which man lives, it is what he sees, what he employs. To the uncounted multitude, who never come to the saving knowledge of the truth, it is all they ever know so long as they live on this earth. It is properly styled the satanic system, a phrase which is in many instances a justified interpretation of the so meaningful word cosmos. Satan's world system is a spiritual darkness that shrouds and permeates the human race, influencing every aspect of thought and behavior in such a way that the depraved nature of man is magnified while God and his authority is excluded. We should be careful to understand that Satan's system is a buffet that offers something for everyone who rejects the true God. Whether the rejecting one is moral or immoral, religious or irreligious, educated or simple, rich or poor. Satan is careful to make sure that there's even something for the Christian in his world system, which is why the Bible repeatedly warns the believer not to love the world or the things in the world. We are to be set apart unto God, living as aliens in a sin-polluted and God-rejecting land. The world is the Christian's enemy because it represents an anti-God system, a philosophy that is diametrically opposed to the will and plan of God. It is a system headed by Lucifer and therefore at odds with God. Likewise, the world hates the genuine believer who lives for Jesus the true Christ and Savior of the world. To believe in God's truth is to be reviled by the world system. Lord Jesus warned us of the coming conflict with the world as evidenced by such passages found in John 15, 18-20, 16-1-3, and 32-33, and 2 Timothy 3, 1-12. And surely, beloved, we are living in the throes of that intense conflict. Jesus came as the light of God's revelation and salvation's power into Satan's hostile world system. Yet the majority of those who personally witnessed Christ rejected him because they loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. And the majority of men in these last days are still rejecting him because they love the darkness more than the light, and their deeds are evil. 
and that is why the battle is so fierce. Satan hates God, and he hates God's children. Therefore, we are going to experience trials and tribulations, many times through Satan's agents of darkness, that are intended to stop or diminish our witness as the light and salt to a dying world and its antichrist delusions. But greater is the one who is in us, and he has already overcome the world. And this is where we'll have to pause for today, beloved. We'll pick up where we left off in our next segment. But until then, I leave you with 1 Peter 5, 6-11. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. And, as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www. Dot agape light ministries.com again that's www.agapelightministries.com <laughs>